four score and seven. Would I like to go to Jordan Pond to get some popovers? Why did you say four score? I That's don't know. not the right president. <laughs> Kennedy and Abraham yeah. Lincoln. And they just got mixed right there for a second. This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like flowers. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. So John, what's my favorite park on the East Coast? Your favorite park on the East Coast would probably be Acadia National Park. It is. I love Acadia. (laughs) Acadia is so cool. It's magical. It's unlike pretty much anything that you can see in the West. I would say Olympic is like the closest that you get to Acadia, and they're just on completely opposite ends, ends of the country. Yeah. And so I just, Acadia is one of those places where every time it's just like, this place is the best. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's funny you compared it to Olympic because that's usually what I compare Acadia to as well. But they're like two totally different I don't know. It's like two sides of the same coin almost. They're they're the same but totally different. Yeah, they feel totally different. But when you go to Acadia, it just it's it's so cool. Yeah. So I, feel like- I don't know. I don't have the words of how much I love this place. And also, as somebody who really likes to eat while on vacation, yes. like Acadia is one of the best parks for food. Yeah. It's so good. And so that's part of the experience too. I feel like like everybody is like, oh, you're going to Acadia. You're getting lobster, right? And it's like, <laughs> well, if I had a lobster budget, then I would eat it for every meal. There are only a few national parks that I feel like because we hike a lot, I feel like there are only a few national parks where you don't burn more calories than you intake. I agree. <laughs> we eat our way through Acadia. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like it has nothing to do with the fact that there's a bunch of cruise ships with all-you-can-eat buffets in the harbor all the time. I know. <laughs> That's not how we see Acadia. <laughs> no. That's for sure. John, what's your favorite part of Acadia? Let's start there. My favorite part of Acadia is probably the parts that are really close to like downtown Bar Harbor. So really easily accessible. They're probably the busiest parts. But I think my favorite part is that section that's right along the coastline from like Sand Beach all the way up to like Otter Point, the Ocean Path area. I love that area of Acadia National Park. Yeah. So that's the Park Loop Road. So if you're looking at the map, it's called the Park Loop Road. And... It is so busy. Yeah. But I agree with you. If you can time it well, (laughs) if you don't time it well, it's pretty terrible sometimes. Yes. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's where, so let's just start with the obvious then. That's where the Beehive Trail is. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. The Beehive and its brother trail, the Precipice Trail, those two are just incredible and they're so adventurous and they're fun for me because you're scaling these giant granite cliffs 
while holding on to iron rungs and ladders as you make your way up to the top. And it's super fun and adventurous and cool. And it gets your adrenaline pumping and your blood going. And it's just a really fun trail. Well, and those ladder and rung trails are so quintessentially Acadia. Right. Like there's not a lot of parks that have even one trail like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a thing in Acadia because there are several. Right. So the Beehive Trail is the one that's the most famous. That one's just under two miles. You're going up 700 feet of elevation Mm -hmm. and you're not doing switchbacks. Like you are holding on to iron (laughs) that has been bolted into the granite cliffs (laughs) that you're holding on to and you're climbing. And then there's like some sections there where like, I remember this one part, uh, there's like a bridge, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like pieces of iron that they've just, you know, jolted into the rock <laughs> there. And you're just walking across these pieces of iron at this part where there's just nowhere to walk except right. for along the metal yes. that they put in there. Um, and so, and the views from up there, because you can see Sand Beach really good, which is just mm-hmm. beautiful. Right. But you're right next to the ocean. So you get all those ocean views plus the mountain views as you're just having this massive adventure trying to get to the top. Yeah. And I remember the first time that we had visited Acadia, it was so neat because it was there and we were there in the fall. And when you get a higher perspective, like up on the cliff and you can see like this ocean of fall colors beneath you, it was just so cool. Because there's so many trees that the forest is so lush. And that that was one of the, my biggest memories that I have from the first time we did the Beehive Trail was that memory in particular. It's just like, oh, I'm, I'm holding onto this iron rung. I turn around and I'm just overlooking these amazing granite mountains with all of the lush forest all over them. Amazing colors. And then it leads in gently into the ocean. It was just so awesome. That's also the trip where John did the Precipice Trail by himself. (laughs) And the Precipice Trail is like the beehive on steroids. Yeah. Longer, higher, scarier, all of the above. Bigger, faster, stronger. (laughs) (laughs) But John got lost. So (laughs) this happens. This. John really needs to hike with me because I pay attention to signs. John doesn't read signs, even like when he's driving, when he's hiking, (laughs) none of it. Like he just doesn't read signs. I honestly, I I cannot compute. It all works itself out. But does it? (laughs) Eventually. (laughs) Because, (laughs) Because John went to go hike the Precipice Trail and I was by myself with our kids and hours went by and I was like, he should be back by now. Like I was ready to call a search party because (laughs) I couldn't get a hold of you. Your phone didn't work on the trail. And it had been like, you were like three hours longer than you should have been. It was was a trail of several mishaps. So when you're hiking in Acadia and throughout some of the East Coast National Parks, a lot of times they mark the trails by using what they call blazes. And so they'll basically paint, you know, a certain color on along like rocks and trees and things to guide you along the path that you're supposed to follow. And insert, they don't do that out here in the West. (laughs) Blazes are not a thing out here. Exactly. And so the first time that we started hiking in the East, we were like, why? Why did they do that? Yeah, where are all the signs? And... (laughs) 
and all the colors like mean something different and if it's like you know a certain shaped line or whatever it means something different well we don't speak blazes so <laughs> that in your defense yes. that you know that it was is like braille yeah that's like not something we're familiar with even now really we don't know <laughs> yeah. how to navigate those it's so true and so so this is this is what happened so the precipice trail takes you up and you climb this it, it, like you said it it's on steroids. It's, you've got this amazing cliff that you have to hike up, but you're also kind of scrambling along a lot of large boulders and things, kind of like this field of rock that have kind of fallen off the cliff. And so you're scaling a lot of these and climbing up and over a lot of these rocks. And so I actually got lost twice on that trail. <laughs> and so I was climbing along these boulders and these rocks and it was just me. And so I missed where they had a couple of blazes that took you horizontally along the cliff it's seriously not a surprise though john really does get lost <laughs> and so everywhere. i climbed all the way to the top of this cliff basically <laughs> and then i was like i don't know where to go from here and so i hiked so i scrambled back down to where i found the blazes again and then i went horizontal along the cliff and then i found the iron rungs that took me up to the very top where i got lost again because like you mentioned all the different color blazes i followed a slightly similar blaze color <laughs> down the back the side color. of the mountain <laughs> where I was instead I was supposed to just basically horizontally go along the cliff and come back down the same way. So I basically went back down the far side of the mountain, got to the end of the trail, realized, oh, and then I had to hike <laughs> all the way back up to the top of the mountain, find the right trail and then go down it again. So funny. Anyways, by the time I called Ash... She was like in the mode where it's like, okay, so when you go solo hiking, you always tell somebody who, where you're going to be, what time you're going to be back. You know, she was following the steps and she was about ready to, she was, she was, was going through the, the steps. Rangers. Yeah. And I was like, he might be by the precipice. We don't actually know because he doesn't <laughs> read signs. And I could he, be far from there. Yeah. That was his goal, but who knows? I've got long legs. I can make it far distances pretty fast. <laughs> But we did learn hiking in Acadia, especially the first trip, that you really do need to have a map with you if you're going to go hiking, even if it's the shorter trails, because mm -hmm. everything intersects. Right. And so it's like you get up there and there's three other trails that you could take. So we just like constantly like we just had our map out just like, okay, <laughs> which trail <laughs> is this? You know, we don't want to go this way. We need to make sure we're going the right way. And, right. And there's different ways to get to the same place, yep. uh, more so than a lot of other parks that we've hiked in. And so right. we well, learned that early on. Yeah. And a lot of times at the top of these different peaks, or the top of the, there's 20 mountains on Mount De Desert Island. And so at the top of a lot of these mountains, it's kind of like, I don't know, the it's maybe a meme, but like an image. I think everybody can kind of picture it where you've got like a big piece of wood or a, or a sign on that stake or whatever, there's like New York, 250,000 miles this direction, Las Vegas, you know, and, and these air, and these signs are, these arrows 000. are pointing like slightly different directions. <laughs> and so there's the, on the top of each of these peaks, it's like all the, like these, a sign that has like little arrows pointing slightly different directions and you have to find the right blazes that go along with it. And so the map really is important. Also proper color, coding yeah. is important and not <laughs> being you, an idiot. If you go on the light blue, <laughs> stay on the light blue. Don't change hues. Exactly. So, Turquoise is different yeah. from light blue. <laughs> yeah. 
ocean breeze, <laughs> sea foam. Okay, so going beyond the beehive, and there is a back way to go up to the top of the beehive. Right. Uh, we don't take our kids, at least we haven't yet, up the ladder and rung. Um, right. They're still a little young, I feel like. Where yeah. It still gets my heart racing quite right. a bit when I'm doing it myself. And luckily, and so, the iron rung and ladder section is one way. Yeah. And so you, you only have to, you know, only have to deal with people going along with you, not coming towards you. But yeah, you can circle back around and find a back way to get up to the top of the beehive if you want that view without the adrenaline rush. Yeah. So there is a way to do that. Continuing along the Park Loop Road, that's when you get to like Thunder Hole, uh, <laughs> which is cool. And we, the funniest experience we have ever had in Acadia and really in any <laughs> national park, like, yes. we got majorly punked. Um, at Thunder Hole. Yes. And that story is in the funny stories uh, that we just released a couple weeks ago, uh, <laughs> the hiking edition. Right. So go listen to that. Because we're not going to tell it again in this one, but like literally it is the funniest thing that has ever, ever happened to us in any national park. Right. So that was at Thunder Hole. <laughs> Um, oh continuing, if you go across the street from Thunder Hole, you get to Gorham Mountain, which is one of my favorite yeah. easier mountain hikes. It's, it's great for the whole family. Yeah. And what's really cool is as you kind of scale Gorham Mountain and the Beehive and a lot of these other things, where Sand Beach is, it's like this beautiful cove. And so you get to overlook the ocean, this cove, and then far out, you can see out into the distance as well. But you get a lot of great views without having to... In a lot of the circumstances, you don't have to work that hard or cover that much elevation sometimes. Yeah, it's not bad. And there is a little side trail that you can take as you're going up Gorham Mountain that takes you down along the cliffs and has some other ladder and rungs. Right. But they're easy. Right. It's not like life or death on those ones. And so <laughs> it's fantastic for younger kids. Oh, absolutely. They get to do some of the ladder and rung, but not with the high stakes. Yeah. So that trail... I love that trail. Mm -hmm. And you can walk. So what's nice is there's a path, the ocean path that goes from Sand Beach all the way through this area. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to keep moving your car to each new spot. You can just walk mm -hmm. along the ocean path. And that's where you get like those beautiful pink granite cliffs. Yes, which I think is just such a surprise when you get to Acadia. I was not expecting pink granite. Mm -hmm. And it is so beautiful yeah. up against the waves and the ocean. It's so unique, I feel like. And we're, we're going to talk, we won't talk about it too much here. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the fun facts episode, the pink granite. But it's a really cool feature, it's very specific to this part of the country and, yeah. and Maine and, and, and Acadia specifically, Mount Desert Island. It's so cool and it's gorgeous. And just walking along, you know, from Sand Beach all the way up, you know, you, you'll see some really beautiful views. You get to have the ocean right there. And we kind of glazed over it just a little bit, but I love Thunder Hole. I think that is so cool. And if you've never been to Thunder Hole or don't know what it is, it's this really amazing spot where depending on how the tide is, whether it's high or low or whatever, there's a specific time when if you visit Thunder Hole, these giant rocks that are right there, the waves crash into these rocks and they create this concussion of thunder that just kind of emanates from that specific spot. And it is really unique and it's a fun way to experience 
you know, the immense power of the ocean. Yeah, that whole area is just, it's beautiful. There's some great hiking. You're right on the ocean there. So you get beautiful views. Just again, some great mountain hiking and some really cool views. So I love that Park Loop Road. It's a one-way road. And so when it gets congested and when it gets busy, it can be really hard to find parking in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's just because everybody wants to be there. And then the problem with it being a one-way road is if you can't find parking, you can't just circle around again. Right. You know, you've got to just move on. And so... And they allow parking like on on the right on side part of, the, of road, the road. On yeah. the park road too, which is unique too. Because yeah. a lot of places don't do that. And there's also a shuttle that runs all along Mount Desert Island, which is where Acadia National Park is. Mm-hmm. This island, they have a very extensive shuttle system that runs all around the island. And so that's nice too. Uh, you can just park at the visitor center. You can park in Bar Harbor mm-hmm. and take the shuttle along this route too if you don't want to deal with having to find parking. That's really the main part of the park. There's some other sections that like you'll want to see, but they're smaller sections. But that Park Loop Road area is the place to be. And don't skip the beehive. Yes. Don't skip it. Go up the backside if you don't want to do the ladder and rung. But like (laughs) you got to do that while you're in Acadia. So drive that Park Loop Road. As you get off the Park Loop Road, then you kind of circle back up towards Jordan Pond, mm-hmm. which we can talk about here for a minute because that's a really popular area of Acadia. Yes, and it's so pretty. And it's one of the unique things about Acadia is even though you're on the coast, you have a lot of not, it's not just, you know, like marine water. It's not just saltwater stuff. You know, in the interior of the island has some really beautiful lakes and ponds and things like that too that are freshwater and you have totally different life, you know, there too. And well, we'll talk a little bit about how a lot of the island was formed in the fun facts episode. But Jordan Pond is one, I think personally, one of the most beautiful freshwater picturesque places I've ever seen. Yeah, it's perfectly framed. Like, so when you get to Jordan Pond, you park and then you've got the Jordan Pond house, Mm -hmm. which is this big, beautiful building. And then right behind the Jordan Pond house, they've got a big lawn that goes down to the pond. And then across the pond, you've got the bubbles, which are some of the most recognizable Mm -hmm. formations in Acadia. Right. And so it just, yeah, it's so beautiful there. You can walk the Jordan Pond path, which goes all the way around the pond, uh, you can hike to the top of the bubbles, which is one of our favorite things to do in the area. Yes. It is so much fun. The other thing that you've got right there are the carriage roads. Yeah. Right there in that Jordan Pond area is where a lot of these carriage roads culminate and, and come together and spread out all through there. And so you can take a horse-drawn carriage ride mm-hmm. on the carriage roads. A lot of people like to bike those carriage roads. You can hike. There's Cobblestone Bridge is one of our favorite things to hike to right. down in that area as well. And so it's just, it's it's a historic feeling area because those carriage roads are such a cool part of Acadia yeah. and the history of Acadia. And then you've got the Jordan Pond house and then you've got the beautiful pond with the bubbles. It's just, it's very iconic. Yeah, it's really cool. And I feel like it's one of the only places in the park that really like takes you back to a certain period of time because the Jordan Pond house mixed with the carriage roads and everything like that. I mean, the reason in the history of Acadia, like the the time frame where it was like really starting to be 
the conservation movement was getting moving forward, this area people were thinking it was important to protect it and everything like that was during the wealthy boom of like the 1890s, you know, in in the early 1900s. And people had a lot of money. (laughs) And so it was, you kind of think of it like the carriage class, you know, in a lot of ways, these people were the people from like greatest showmen, you know, that had these giant estates, you know, and they let, they were enjoying this place in their carriages. You know, they would take a nice Sunday stroll or ride in their carriages and see this place. And so when you visit Jordan Pond, it's almost like visiting one of those estates. And, you know, when you you get on the carriage roads and it's like you're taking, I don't know, it's just really fun. Well, and the carriage roads. So if you don't know what those are, they were basically commissioned by John D. Rockefeller, Mm -hmm. who was a wealthy philanthropist in the area. And the carriage roads specifically were to see Acadia without cars. Right. They wanted to have a pristine area of Acadia, basically, where people could take their carriages. <laughs> they didn't want any motors, nothing. Right. And so they have this, this massive network of these roads that were meant for carriages, even though cars were a thing, mm-hmm. especially by the time the roads got finished, because it took a while, but uh, they were for carriages only. Yeah. It's and super it's cool unique. because it's still that way in Acadia now. You can't drive cars on there. You can take a horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. And there's 50 so. miles of this of this system of carriage roads. Yeah. And it's it's really fun and it's totally unique to the national park system. And, and it's just it's a great way to experience and kind of take yourself back to a way that people like I don't know, road tripping is super fun, but I've never taken a carriage trip, you know. Yeah, but now you can. Now you can. <laughs> Take a carriage trip through Acadia. Yeah, that's really fun. Now, we can't talk about Jordan Pond without talking about the popovers. Yes. So we do have to sit here for a minute. Can we talk about it in a really fun accent? I don't know. I don't know why I have a British accent, but. (laughs) Because you're part of the carriage class. Yes. I'm going to do my Kennedy. Four score and seven. Do I like to go to Jordan Pond to get some popovers? Why did you say four score? I don't know. That's not the right president. (laughs) Kennedy and Abraham Lincoln. They just got mixed right there for a second. Um, (laughs) So the popovers are the famous thing that you eat at Jordan Pond House. Mm -hmm. And they're basically like a fluffy, bready muffin. It's kind of like a mixture between like a croissant and a muffin. And like half of it is air. I mean, you're paying. So (laughs) this is what's ridiculous. Okay. I have thoughts about these. Are they delicious? Yes. Yes, they are. You get these popovers with this homemade jam and it is so good. And it's, you just, you have to do it when you're at Acadia. It's one of those things that if you don't try a popover while you're at Acadia National Park, then you have not been to Acadia National Park. Right. It doesn't count. So (laughs) you do have to do this, but like, At first, you would pay just like a small amount of money or it would come with your meal and you'd get almost like, you know, at Olive Garden, the the breadsticks they bring you. You know, it was more like that style. Like Mm -hmm. you could eat popovers, you could have as many as you wanted or, you know, at least a few. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so last time we were there, it was like, what? It was like $5 for one popover. (laughs) It was more frustrating than when, like, you buy a bag of chips from a vending machine, you open it up, and like three quarters of it is air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because these popovers are like three quarters air. <laughs> yes. You're like, I spent $5 on this? Yeah. And what? it's delicious. Yes. But it is 
it has gotten quite expensive. True. So probably because people are like, well, I can't go to Acadia without eating a popover. And they're like, okay, <laughs> well, we're going to make our money's worth. <laughs> exactly. And air is really expensive. So <laughs> finding a way to package it inside of, you know, carbohydrates is really difficult. Well, isn't that just how everything good comes around <laughs> carbohydrates? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, so anytime we go to Jordan Pond, we have to, I don't know, nah, I got to stop that nah. accent. It's not really coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get keep, the popovers. Keep practicing. Uh, um, yeah, so that's that's a thing that you'll find at Jordan Pond. Just budget for it, okay? Acadia, like we mentioned, has some of the best food yes. in any national park mm -hmm. or the surrounding area. Because really, Jordan Pond's the only place to eat in the national park itself. Right. Uh, and the food's not that good besides the popovers. <laughs> But then you get out into Bar Harbor and so and oh my gosh, there's Tons so of much restaurants. good food. Yeah, it's so good. But the thing is, is it's all expensive food. Yeah. And so part of our budget when we go to Acadia, it's like okay, we're budgeting X amount for campsite, or <laughs> we pay. Let's just put it this way: we pay more for the food we eat when we're in Acadia than we do for our lodging. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so painful but it's an important part of the budgeting process it is it's <laughs> got to be in there and then you just you know you're spending x amount of dollars on popovers and lobster and blueberry pie and whoopie pies and all the good stuff exactly dave ramsey would be proud yeah <laughs> i got my budget it's just a little high for the food <laughs> cash flow it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you could be paying that off for a very long time, <laughs> uh, depending exactly. on how much lobster you eat. So, right. but yeah, that's that's Jordan Pond. Just budget, you know, five to ten dollars per person for three fourths quarter air, one fourth carbohydrates. carbohydrates. <laughs> okay, so then continuing north from Jordan Pond, that's when you'll hit the side road up to the summit of Cadillac Mountain which is the most famous mountain in Acadia. Yep. You can drive right to the top. It's 1,500, a little over 1,500 feet above sea level. Mm -hmm. And you are right at sea level in right. Acadia. And so it's, it's a pretty impressive mountain. Yeah, exactly. And this mountain is famous for its sunrises. Yeah. Because during certain times of the year, this is the first place the sun hits in the United States. Yes. So that's a big deal. It's uh, cool. You've got to get up really, really early to get up there for sunrise. <laughs> and it's pretty hit and miss. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just really foggy and the weather just does not cooperate. But if you can see a good sunrise up there, give yourself a round of applause. And yeah. that's one of those experiences that is just really cool to have in Acadia. Yeah. And you've got amazing 360 degree views from up there. It's incredible. You can just see the coastline go from, you know, south to north all along this part of Maine. It's just, you get amazing views. It's so pretty. And my favorite family picture we have from the top of Cadillac Mountain. And so it, it's just, it's a great place. It is busy, but it's a really neat place to find yourself in Acadia. Well, and for the past few years, they have required extra reservations to drive to the top of Cadillac Mountain. And so that is a thing. You do need to make a reservation. You'll pick a time and that's when you'll need to be there. So that has helped with the parking issues a ton because it used to be just like a mad dash to get up there. And it was so frustrating right. for a lot of people. So the timed entry does help, but you have to get the reservation. My guess is, I mean, they've been running those reservations since... 
COVID time, you know, all these new reservations that have popped into the national parks (laughs) is like, oh, it's because of COVID, but we're just never going to get rid of it. Right. So I highly doubt they'll get rid of those reservations just because it's been working and, you know. It was the perfect excuse to start all the reservation systems. It was. And, but the thing about Acadia, about Cadillac Mountain that's nice is it's not really competitive to get a reservation. So it's not like some of these other parks where it's just like you don't get it and you're screwed and, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody's trying at the same time and it just sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. These ones are pretty easy to get. They're not too bad. So don't stress about it, but just know you do need a reservation to go to the top of Cadillac Mountain. The Sunrise ones are the most competitive. So if you really have your heart set on Sunrise, you will need to plan ahead and make sure you're there to get your reservation. But everything else, you should be able to get up there just fine. And it's totally worth it. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful up there. So before we move over to some other sections of Acadia, let's jump into Bar Harbor because Bar Harbor is the town right outside of Acadia, the main one. And right on the main part of Mount Desert Island, the busy side of the island. Yeah, the main hub of activity. Yeah, where all the cruise ships come in here. This is where you'll find most of the main hiking trails and everything that you'll pretty much want to do on your trip. So all the shuttle lines kind of all all find their way to right here in the middle of Bar Harbor. Yes. So let's talk about Bar Harbor. Yes. Uh, First of all, downtown is super cute. Yeah. Parking down there is awful. We always take the shuttle <laughs> into Far Harbor from right. wherever we're staying. Do I have to use the word cute when it's I describe so cute. It? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, like, as far as gateway towns to the national parks are concerned, Bar Harbor is one of the best. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very, I don't know, for some reason, whenever I think of Acadia, it's just, it's very, it's like, it's a seaworthy town. It is. You know? Seaworthy. <laughs> I... R. Did oh, you say R. I? <laughs> well, pirate or sailors say I. Who says I? I. Popeye. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he's a sailor. I, can't. I was thinking of uh, ACDC. Oi. Oi. Oh. Oi. Oi. <laughs> no, oi. I didn't say oi. Nope. That's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we like to do all of our souvenir shopping, stuff like that down in downtown Bar Harbor. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite... Christmas ornaments of all time we got at Acadia because some of the shops there, they sell like painted lobster claws that, you know, with uh, pictures of Acadia and the ocean and things like that. So that's one of my favorites. It was Yeah, the lobster claw that we bought, that's a, it's a Christmas ornament. Doesn't it have the lighthouse on it? Uh Uh-huh. Bass Harbor Head Lighthouse. So we'll talk about that lighthouse here in a minute, but yeah. Some really cool shops. They sell whoopie pies, which is a main thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it was a main thing till we got down there. And not main as in M-A-I-N. Main as the state. The state. It's a main the they, state. They thing. like their whoopie pies. So yeah, maybe. yeah, and then just like restaurants everywhere. Um, you can hike the Bar Island Trail, which is really fun. That's just right in downtown Bar Harbor. Yeah, and let's take a second because that trail is one of my favorite trails. Anywhere. It's not officially in the national park. It's not, but it's it's a good one. It's super cool because it's it's like a trail that Indiana Jones would take because it's a trail that disappears at certain times. It's almost of day. like when Moses parts the Red Sea and there's like <laughs> a little path you can walk on for two hours of the day. Exactly. And then it's closed back up again. Exactly. If you had a treasure map or if you needed to get to the promised land, you know, this trail is exactly what it would look like. It's awesome because you can only get to this island by hiking 
at super low tide. And so a few hours later, if you take too long or you linger too long on the other side or something like that, you get stuck on the island. I know. I remember that trail the first time we hiked it. We're like, we got to go real fast. Like, we are not getting stuck. <laughs> they have signs everywhere that's like, it costs whatever, $2,000 if you get stuck over there and you have to charter a boat. <laughs> There's no Ubers to come and get you off of this yeah, island. <laughs> so we were just like, we were probably a little frantic looking, just making sure we didn't because we wanted to hike around the island too while we were over there we didn't just walk over to the island and back right and so you do kind of have to go pretty fast if you don't want to get stuck there yeah you've got the ocean nipping at your heels sometimes when you take when you you can literally watch it just like climb up oh no (laughs) our trail is disappearing oh man it was awesome. It's such a cool trail. Just the idea that the trail can disappear to me just makes it a little bit more fantastical. Yeah. And so it's really fun. Yeah. So we mentioned the cruise ships come into Bar Harbor. It can get really busy in Bar Harbor because of that. Mm-hmm. What we have loved, and you can take various different boat tours mm-hmm. out of Bar Harbor. And a lot of them are wildlife watching. You can see seals and, and stuff like that while you're on them. But we did a schooner ship, yeah. which is, I mean, John, if, I don't know if this comes as a shock to anybody, <laughs> but he really likes pirate things. Arr, yeah. Don't I, you just love I, me? <laughs> just don't I just love me pirates? They're so much fun. So and the Ash is me ship, scurvy wench. Yeah. <laughs> scurvy wench. That sounds so gross. It does. <laughs> Salty wench. Yeah, salty wench. <laughs> With scurvy, probably. Uh, eat your oranges and you don't get the scurvy. <laughs> These schooner ships go out and they look like pirate ships. They've got the big sails. You get to watch them put the sails up and down. You can even help them put the sails up I and down. I honestly thought we were going to die because I get I get pretty nervous on boats. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm not a good swimmer. Right. And so I think there's a lot of anxiety there for me. But these schooner ships, like if there's a pretty strong wind, they're tipping. Yeah. You know, the it's sails cool. catch that wind real good and you're not sitting flat. You're, <laughs> you know, on your neighbor's lap across the aisle. Right. And so that was a little anxiety inducing for me, but I would do it again. Yeah. It was fun. Ah, uh, the ocean is me lady. <laughs> I thought I was your lady. <laughs> your salty wind. And wench. the sailor said brandy. <laughs> That just brings me straight to that song. Yeah. So, awesome. Far Harbor also, um, you can go. Okay, so here's your list of things that you need to eat when you're at Acadia. So we talked about Jordan Pond, getting mm-hmm. the popovers. Blueberries are huge in this area. There are blueberry, like wild blueberries everywhere. Yeah. And so if you time it right, you know, if you go in August, usually, then you can just pick blueberries as you're going throughout the park and, and around Bar Harbor, there's blueberry bushes. Mm-hmm. And so that's really cool. If you're not there during like peak blueberry picking season, you can still get blueberry flavored everything. Right. So blueberry pie, blueberry syrup, blueberry jam, all of it. It's like out in the West how everything is huckleberry. Yeah. You know, Acadia. at Acadia, everything is blueberry. Yeah. So the Side Street Cafe has really good blueberry pie. We've gotten... Breakfast at places with really... Cafe This Way, I think, is one of them. Yeah. I had really good portions. I liked that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you got to eat something with blueberries. And then the other thing is lobstering really is huge in this area. Yes. There are so many lobster boats Mm -hmm. (laughs) and fishermen 
Do you call them fishermen? Lobstermen? Lobstermen. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's a whole thing up here. Oh, it's a major industry in the area. Like, I mean, you can go to any major city and they're always talking about, you know, a lot of these really high-end restaurants will be like, we have Maine lobster, fresh Maine lobster, you know, and they're getting them from a lot of these seaside towns. Yeah, you know, because there's amazing. a bunch of little towns all along this area, and lobstering is just a huge part of that. Yeah, and you'll see these like little tiny markers floating out in the ocean. A lot of times, not too far out. Sometimes, really far out, just where all of these lobster cages are dropped. You know, and the fishermen will go out, or these lobstermen, pardon me. Yeah, they'll head out, and they will, you know, they'll check these cages all the time and just pull in tons of lobster. It's amazing. And then you can go to a lobster pound. Like, okay, so pretty much every restaurant, I feel like, serves lobster. Yeah, you can get a lobster roll anywhere. And, and it's not and it's not as cheap as you would think, thinking that they just <laughs> pulled it from the ocean five minutes ago and didn't have to transport it all the way to California or right. whatever. You know, like it's still it's I remember the prices were a little jarring. Yeah, market price. <laughs> Which market are but, you shopping at? Yeah, not not the thrift store that we <laughs> but um <laughs> I'm not sure I would want thrift store yeah, lobster. <laughs> I think that's one step worse than gas station sushi. (laughs) (laughs) This has been lightly used lobster. (laughs) So you go to one of these lobster pounds, though, if you want like the most, I think, quintessential like lobster experience. (laughs) Don't you think? Yes. We really like the Trenton lobster pound. It's just right across the bridge from Mount Desert Island. Mm Mm-hmm. So eh, 15 minutes from Bar Harbor, Mm -hmm. probably. That's a really good one. You'll find them all over the island. There's uh, another restaurant on the quiet side of the island, Beals, that is really, really good. Yeah. And so, you know, you can go to some of these like nicer, fancier restaurants and get some good lobster. But I think we've found we really like the ones that it's just like this lobster was literally plucked from the ocean. Yeah. Five minutes ago. And, you know, the inside of the place isn't super nice. You can tell it's just, it's where they bring their fresh catch. And, yeah. and then you get it right away. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. And these Some of these lobster pounds, it's amazing where how fresh you can get stuff. Some of these places will even, like, I was, some of them will, they have like, it's almost like Uber Eats or something like that, where you can like order we could do it from our campsite even if we wanted to, where we could order, you know, from this lobster pound and get an X amount of lobster, some corn, you know, and a couple of sides, and they just cook it for you fresh and bring it right to you, you know. Like you pick your cool. lobster if yeah. you want. That's it's how, so fra- cool. yeah. So it's really cool. I terrified Ash and my boys. <laughs> uh, see, I, okay, I love lobster, but I'm not a fan of picking the meat out of the shell. Right. The thing about lobster, so. They look the same whether they're alive or dead, pretty much. <laughs> and John did. He he gave me a really really good scare because I was already kind of like, oh, I don't I don't know if I want to touch it. And right. She'd had she's just fine with lobster rolls, but when we got it from the lobster pound, you know, and we had to do the work ourselves, she was a little bit unsure about it. And then I didn't help the situation much. When uh, I told her to come close to the box where the lobster was and I was getting ready to crack it open or whatever. And then I like made the thing twitch. <laughs> he 
moved it like it was still alive. And like, I wasn't sure it was dead because it looked like it could have still been alive. It was I awesome. Know, I fell to the floor. You scared me so bad. Oh, man. With that little twitchy lobster. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there is something to be said about eating your lobster that way. Yeah. It's Super just, fresh. Yeah. You get all the juices. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Not a big fan of the juices, but. Um, <laughs> so that's Bar Harbor. Yeah. There's a lot to do there. You can just stay. I mean, a lot of people really just stay in Bar Harbor and go to Acadia just for a couple hours or for a day. That's what a lot of the cruise ship people do. We focus more on the park. So like we'll do basically all of our time in the park and then evenings or something in Bar Harbor. Right. But Bar Harbor has a lot you can do if you're not wanting to just be in the park all the time. Yeah. It's a really nice little seaside town. It's just really beautiful and, and elegant, not cute. I'll call it elegant. I think it's so cute. <laughs> so, okay, let's move to the quiet side of Acadia. So we've covered basically all of the busy spots everywhere where you can expect to just be surrounded by people at all times. But once you drive, if you drive west, then you get to a different part of Mount Desert Island that is just so much quieter. Yeah. I think it's one of Acadia's really best kept secrets because you don't have to drive very far, but like, where do all the people go? Right. Well, they even call it the quiet side, like on the maps and stuff, and people still generally don't find their way out there. (laughs) It's so nice. I really like hiking the Acadia Mountain Trail. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful one. I love that one. And so that's a really nice thing to do. Another one that's really fun in that area, I think, especially with kids, is the Ship Harbor Trail. Mm -hmm. And that one's like a figure eight. So part of it's in the trees, but part of it's along the water. You can tide pool on that one. It's pretty short. Half of it's wheelchair accessible. So that's really nice. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You see maybe... 20 people on that trail <laughs> at oh, any yeah. given time. On a bad day, I yeah. feel like. <laughs> and so it's just really nice because it's it's quiet. Yeah. That whole side, it's kind of like how we always tell people, you know, you can avoid 90% of the crowds by just getting on the trail. And just by going to the quiet side of Acadia, you can avoid 90% of the crowds. Yeah. And there's a campground over there. I mean, I will say things are a little bit further removed as you get out there. Yeah. So you do need to just plan on some extra drive time if you're going to stay out there. But like Southwest Harbor is a really, here's that word again. It's a really cute town, <laughs> really cute seaside town with some great restaurants. And then you've got the seawall, uh, the seawall campground out there. So you do have some lodging options, but it's just, it's quiet. So it's, it's totally different feeling. It's charming. Ah, charming is fine. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I will say there is one part of the quiet side that is very much not so quiet at a yeah. very certain time of day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, is there anything like the Bass Harbor Head Lighthouse uh, at sunset? Right. When people think of Maine, if, if someone was to buy a calendar of like beautiful scenic views of Maine or something like that, I feel like there would just be lighthouses on six of the months. You, you know? want to see lighthouses when you go to Maine. Yeah. That's a big deal. Exactly. But the Bass Harbor Head Lighthouse is the most picturesque and beautiful lighthouse in the park. Right. As well as really of a lot of the lighthouses in Maine. <laughs> it's so beautiful and yeah. it's so recognizable. And there's only like 15 parking spots for <laughs> hundreds of people. Exactly. It should feel like they, they could almost do like what Disney does where you park 
five miles away and they shuttle you in, you know, because it gets so busy there. It's so bad. But (laughs) I have not experienced like, I'm pretty crowd averse in the first place. Right. But I mean, we got there the first time we went there. I think we were there like two hours, Mm -hmm. three hours before sunset. Yeah. And there was already like no parking and everyone was parking along the sides of the road and you couldn't maneuver anywhere (laughs) and there was nowhere to turn around and people are just like cursing at each other and like flipping (laughs) the bird and like everybody's so angry. And you've got the one guy that this is... He's he's in an RV and he's like, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna find a spot. <laughs> you know, like, and he clogs chance, up everything. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. So, the lighthouse at sunset. Although I will say, it is quite magical. Oh, it was incredible. Once you get parking and then you get down, but then you you hike down to the rocks below the lighthouse and you're right on the ocean and it's just the sun goes down right behind it. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, exactly. So if you're willing to fight with the crowds, get there early, stake out your spot, and just wait for the sunset, I do think it's worth it at least once. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, other times of day, it's fine. Right. It's one of those places that is busy, but it's one of those places where you're there with people from all over the world. You're on these little pink granite cliffs you know and it's not like a steep super major cliff or whatever but you're on these rocks and you're just sitting there waiting to enjoy a beautiful sunset with a lighthouse right there like a very specific type of experience Mm -hmm. and you're just there with tons of other people but like everybody's just half you know you might get a a grump every now and then you know you'll get the grumps while you're parking (laughs) but while you're waiting everyone's like Oh, this place is so beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It is so beautiful. It's really cool because you'll be there with people from all different walks of life, people from all over the country, people from all over the world. You know, they all want to see a lighthouse in Maine, you know, and this one is perfectly situated for a sunset experience. And it really is just magical. You'll see like those funny blog posts or something like that, where it's like reality versus, you know, What it's really like, you know, you have a really beautiful picture, but then like you zoom out and you see like 90 other million people with their cameras out trying to take the same picture. And that is true, but it's a happy, cool experience. Yeah. I love that side of the island. I think there's just good food, good people, amazing views, fantastic hiking. So definitely plan on at least a day out there exploring around. Yeah. And if you're feeling brave, go to the lighthouse at sunset because it is gorgeous. And totally worth it. Yeah. The last part of Acadia that we wanted to talk about today is uh, quite far removed. It's not on Mount Desert Island. Right. So you have to drive off Mount Desert Island and around over to it's the little town is called Winter Harbor. Mm-hmm. Again, a big like lobster and blueberry yes. area. <laughs> And then you have the Skudik Peninsula, which is a part of Acadia, but hardly anyone drives over there. It's got like a Skudik Institute, you know, and got a few other things on there but and some restaurants around. But And the nicest campground in the park. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that it's campground a, is so nice. <laughs> a great kit. If, you, if you're pulling a trailer or something like that, that is the campground to be in. Except man. that it's like an hour and a half away from everything else. Right. So but you a, can take a ferry from Winter Harbor into Bar Harbor. You can. But then that's you a know. long process as well. <laughs> it is, <laughs> but a truly seaside experience. It is. But if you're hoping to really get 
deeper into an area that a lot of people don't see. Yeah. The Skudik Peninsula is beautiful. We love going to Skudik Point at sunset as well. Mm -hmm. The sunset is so pretty. You can see Cadillac Mountain across the ocean. You've got just these massive wave swells that are just pummeling the rocks right right where you're sitting giant crashes yeah waves yeah it's it's beautiful that's also where we ate at the pickled wrinkle (laughs) which is very unique so the pickle a pickled wrinkle is a like a pickled sea snail yes and it's a delicacy in this area and they don't always have them because they don't always catch them yeah so that's how fresh they are if that matters to you (laughs) The food was great. It was awesome. So <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, it's just you know when you find one of those places that it's like I feel like I've been transported back mm-hmm. into a simpler time. Yeah, but also you know things are good and yeah. <laughs> I have all the modern amenities and stuff. That's how Winter Harbor feels to me. It's like it's quieter and it's a slower pace, but mm-hmm. there's still really good restaurants over there. It's got a really fun seaside village vibe it's like one of those netflix or hallmark christmas movies it is when the overworked and underloved main character you know (laughs) has to go home or finds themselves in a small town somewhere yeah winter harbor (laughs) perfect they probably have already made that one exactly although if they've made it can you and then the the overwind like friend back in the city can you even get like a massage or (laughs) A mani pedi, you know? <laughs> no, there's not even a Starbucks here. <laughs> uh, if they have made that one, I've seen it. So, <laughs> but I don't recall one in Winter Harbor. We should pitch that. Yes. So, that's a really cool area of Acadia, too. It's just when you're planning your trip, if you've never been to the park, you really probably do want to focus more on the Mount Desert Island area, mm-hmm. at least for a few nights. And then if you want to go over to the Skudik Peninsula, I would just do that in, you know, a separate afternoon or a separate day. Right. If you want to stay over there, uh, that's fine. But you would want to do that in addition to staying on Mount Desert Island for a few days. Right. And that's probably where you'll find true love. Right. Is on that side. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Actually, one of the coolest things about the Skudik Peninsula is, so they have the pink granite like they do on Mount Desert Island, but at Skudik Point, there's something really, really cool. You've got those pink granite, you know, the lining, the the shoreline there and it's really neat but there's a very specific thing that happened like millions and millions of years ago that is really easily visible at Skudik Point and that is um, magma from like under lava from underneath the earth came up and like through the cracks in some of this granite and they've got an amazing lava dike right there that at Skudik Point and it's so cool because you've got this on it's, it literally looks like you'd split the granite in half and right down the middle, you've got this big black lava field that goes like right down the middle and it leads right into the ocean. And it's really cool. You got pink, black, pink. It's super awesome. And it just makes me think that like, I don't know, maybe it's like the pathway down to the underworld. Oh. It's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> nice. So look for the dike yes. out on Scudic Point. That takes you down to... I don't know. Hades is pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) 
there are smaller areas of Acadia. There's some islands you can go out to and stuff like that. We're not going to touch on those this episode. But there's one more thing that I want to say about Acadia, and it's a complaint. (laughs) I have a complaint. The airing of grievances will now commence. must now begin. Festivus. Listen, there are no moose in Acadia. (laughs) And everything, like you expect to see a moose, right? Yes. Maine has moose. They have like an entire TV show with cops and like half the show is like them interacting with moose. (laughs) And everything that you buy in the stores and stuff, even in Bar Harbor, like everything has a moose on it. Right. But moose really don't live on Mount Desert Island. No, they don't. So if you see a moose on Mount Desert Island, if you see a moose in Acadia, that is like a one in a million. (laughs) Chance. (laughs) So I just, I'm so disappointed (laughs) Mm-hmm. that Acadia does not have moose like the rest of Maine. Right. That and was the one thing that I was like, the, what? The, <laughs> the main reason Ash is complaining about this is because we have a family rule that we can't buy a souvenir or an ornament with unless we've actually had that experience. So like if we're in Yellowstone, we can't buy like a bear ornament or something like that or a shirt with a bear on it unless we saw actually saw a bear. I know. Is that a weird family rule? I feel like nobody else is like that. Like John, when he's shopping for shirts, I remember this specifically at like Mount Rainier. And he (laughs) was like, all of these shirts have mountains on them, but none of them are the shape of Mount Rainier. So I can't (laughs) buy it. You did end up finding one that was actually the shape of Mount Rainier. Right. But yeah, we're super weird and picky about that. And so walking through the gift shops and I was like, well, we haven't seen a moose, so we can't buy this. <laughs> it's like a moose in a canoe, yeah. <laughs> a moose like sightseeing, a moose fishing, you know, it's got a moose doing everything. And we're just like, there are no moose here. There are no here. moose here. <laughs> we did see some birds. Yeah. And <laughs> a fake whale. If you exactly. listen to our funny stories episode. <laughs> That's the one thing that if you're going to Acadia hoping to see a moose, just, you know, I'm letting you down right now. Lower your expectations. You're probably not going to see a moose. Yeah. So uh, on that note, (laughs) we love Acadia National Park. It is so beautiful. It's one of those parks that you will visit and explore and it will just stick with you because it feels different. Mm -hmm. It really is enchanting. Oh, yeah. So, Super charming. It will be like your new standard of beauty for like anything seaside or yeah. like mountains or trees or fall even. It'll be a new standard of beauty for you. So visit Acadia, hike the beehive at least partially, get some lobster, get some blueberries, something, get some popovers and just really have an amazing time at this beautiful seaside national park. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes. Dirt in my shoes.